Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now it's time for the B-A. Q-A. B-A. Q-A. B-A. Q-A. I love when we do the Brown Ambition question and answer. Yes. And don't forget, we have a fun new segment, including, or a fun new segment on Fridays that we're calling B-A Fam Fridays, because Friday was just not complete with just this B-A Q&A. We wanted to shout out some of our favorite fan mail. So this is going to be reviews that y'all have left for us on iTunes. So we are going to pluck those out and give y'all some love on our socials. So definitely leave those reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen to the show. And maybe you'll have a special shout out on Friday. So first question of um, BA Fridays, BA QA is from Anonymous. Um, So we're just going to call you Mus. So Mus says, in uh, 2019, I paid off $14,000 off my student loan debt. COVID happened and I didn't pay any money in 2020 and haven't made any payments in 2021. I've just been saving. I have $13,000 of debt left that I can pay off today. Even with paying off the loan, I would still have over a year's worth of savings. I'm hesitant to pay off my loans because I was hoping for some student loan forgiveness from the Biden administration. I didn't want to pay them off and then $10,000 of student loan debt be forgiven the next day. But I also just want to be debt free and officially done with Nelnet. Would you pay it off now? Would you wait until the government made a decision? What should I do? Ooh, must. It is a conundrum indeed. I can't with that name, must. It just <laughs> rhymes with puzz and it's just like, anyway. <laughs> this is, I love this question because I feel like a lot of folks are in this predicament right now. Mm-hmm. Like student loan, you know, payments have been deferred or for, you know, um, um, suspended since the pandemic hit. And it's going to be that way through January at least. Um, Biden said that was the last extension he was going to give. So the ball is in his court. And he's had this investigation team looking into supposedly how he could possibly cancel student loan debt. But even if he does, it does seem like he's going to go with just the 10K option. Um, So there are folks who are like, I've been saving up money or I have money. What do I do? So Tiff, like, what's your first reaction to this question? Uh, My first reaction is, okay, well, maybe just leave the 10,000 because I get it. Because I'd be highly pissed 
if, mm. you know, he paid it off and I'm like, oh, so, I mean, I'm assuming that your interest rate is not too crazy because these are student loans. Um, If you have 13,000 left to pay off, I don't think he's going to forgive more than 10,000, honestly. So maybe I would pay down the three if I was feeling some sort of way about it. Um, And I would say if you have all of this and you would still have a year's worth of saving, save one, you might be saving too much because at some point, you know, there, it's called the law of diminishing returns. You can actually have too much savings, meaning that the, the money is not being put to work. I would consider also, in the meantime, putting some of that money to work in the market, you know, um, investment property, somehow like getting that money to grow. I absolutely agree. I was going to say, I mean, honestly, I don't think you should give your student loans any more than you absolutely have to. So when your payments become due, I would just look at your monthly payment and just make that payment in full each month. And then take that money that you've been saving and actually start investing it. You know, and that's different for every person. And we don't know a ton about you. So it's hard to give like specific advice, but it could be increasing how much you're contributing to your 401k if you're working, or if you're not working, your your individual retirement account, your IRA. And think about the benefit of just sinking a big chunk of change. Like if Tiffany says you have a nice, you have a nice emergency fund, you don't have other debt, you know, you're feeling financially stable. Think about making a lump sum contribution to an IRA or even maxing it out for the year. I think the limit is 60, what is it, 6500 or $6,000 for 20. It changes every year. So irs.gov for all your specific questions. Um, but actually funding that so that the money can start working for you and start growing for you because, you know, like Tiffany said, student loan debt, the interest rate is fairly low, especially federal student loan debt. And you potentially could stand to earn a lot more by investing your money in the market. And, you know, lump sum investing may sound scary, but studies show that um, sometimes it can be more beneficial in the long run. You'll earn more in the long run if you just kind of sink everything in in one go. Um, that's a super aggressive approach. But at the same time, like you want to sleep at night and there's no wrong answer here. Like paying off your student loan debts is, is an amazing thing, but you have to kind of weigh, do you want to sleep now and feel like you've, you've said like F you to Nelnet? Or would it make you even more upset if you found out that you could have got that 10K, you know, forgiven? Um, and which one of those emotions is stronger? And then just make the call that, you know, you you want to make that makes you feel ful- not fulfilled, <laughs> but makes you feel stable and makes you feel like you did the right choice with the information that you have, you know, mm-hmm. right now. Okay, we wish you well. Uh, mm-hmm. no, no, uh, hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. 
And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what, I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. This listener who says we can call her Brie says, hello, beautiful ladies. I have a question. After graduating college, I was super broke and used my Discover and Chase credit cards. Both cards have been charged off and sent to collections. At this point, I'm not sure what to do. Do I reach out to Chase and Discover to try to pay it back? Will paying the charge off card increase my credit score? Once paid, can I have it turned back on since those two are my oldest credit cards? Please help. Sad face emoji. Marie, this is a really good question. A lot of people think like, okay, paying off old cards is going to raise their credit score. It won't. Um, it actually is going to bring down your score. Here's the thing about credit scores. Credit scores and credit bureaus, they like the new, the now, the current. They're like, who is Brie today? Right? So Brie today is someone, yes, that has cards that are charged off. But because those cards are charged off, it that means there hasn't been really any major action on them, I'm assuming, in some years. But if you start paying on them now, you literally bring... Not only the current payments, but any past payments current again. And then that becomes who you are now. And therefore, your score is going to drop. So Mm. I don't know how long ago. What I would do first and foremost is I would get my Googles on. I would say, hey, Google. Girl, you're looking cute. Um, Losing weight? Oh, you thick, thick. Okay. I would say, Google, what is the statute of limitations of credit card debt or revolving debt in my state? In the state of New Jersey and New York, for example, is six years. That means after six years, your debt becomes what they call zombie debt. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't ha- that it, you don't technically owe it. Like a zombie is not technically dead or alive, so it doesn't mean that you don't technically owe it. But it does mean that they te- can't technically come after you for it because the state basically says, "Hey, you have six years to get Bree if you were in New York or New Jersey to get Bree to pay up." You're not going to have her at 90 years old for debt that she owed when she was 20. No, no. So if I would say if my credit card debt were in the zombie debt zone, I would move on with my life and put my my money toward other debt, you know, and paying that off in full and being timely to raise my credit score. Because paying off super old debt, honestly, is going to bring down your score. Yeah. And if it's six years, you're only one year away from that falling off your credit report. So exactly. if you just hang in there um, and be patient and start building up that good credit um, behavior, then your score should definitely bounce back. I would just add when it, when it comes to zombie debt, it's stopping people from suing you for the debt. Yeah. They can still contact you and they will. Yes. And that's where it becomes it's kind of like poking one of those zombies. If you imagine them like walking. I hate zombie movies. Let me just not invoke <laughs> that image anyway. But if you poke a zombie and it kind of, it starts to chase you like they'll try and call you to get you yep. to fall for their you know, bait, take the bait. And if you even 
pay a dollar on an old debt that technically has, yeah, its statute of limitations has expired, then they can, it like restarts the clock and then they can try and sue you again for it. So Mm -hmm. um, that's why it's important to do what Tiffany said. Find out the facts for yourself and don't believe anything they try to tell you to get you to make a payment. If you know for a fact that your statute of limitations is expired or it's close to expiring, you know, you can... Um, it's it's okay to focus on newer, you know, newer financial challenges, debt, saving, investing, things like that, and let that old debt expire. Exactly. Bree, I'm glad you reached out, boo-boo. Um, so I hopefully, it's officially yeah. October, if spooky season, we're talking about zombies. Exactly. <laughs> we should have a we should have a, a Halloween Q and A segment. Ooh, of scary financial questions. <laughs> They're all terrifying. <laughs> I know. I'm right? still shuddering from from the Afro minimalist Christine uh, the, earlier this week when she was telling me I need to talk to my dad about his storage shed from hell that I'm going to inherit one day. Oh my god, that's a terrifying, terrifying question that I have to figure out how to answer for myself. Oh, oh, it's hard okay. with family. I'm like, Daddy, you're never going to open that thrift store. <laughs> you're never going to open the oh. thrift store, Dad. It's just not happening for you. <laughs> yeah tough well, well thank if you, you have questions question. you know you can always reach out to us on the ig you can reach out to us via um brownambitionpodcast.com brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com yes ma'am we love to hear from y'all send us all your questions mm-hmm. and don't forget to leave your itunes reviews because you may be featured on our ig for our ba uh, I almost said B-A-Q-A. No, B-A Fam Fridays. B-A Fam Fridays. So check and follow us on IG if you're not already following. Where have you been? And stay tuned for that. Awesome. All right, Amanda. Until next week, boo-boo. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.